Welcome to From the Trenches, the first podcast for the Association of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine Division Directors, or APCCSD. This monthly podcast series will address topics and challenges relevant to chiefs. Today, we are joined by Drs. Ann Dixon and Naftali Kaminsky, who currently serve on the Executive Committee for the group as President and President-Elect. I'm Susan Murin, Vice Chair of Medicine at University of California, Davis, and former Chief of Pulmonary and Critical Care Medicine. And I'm Ann Dixon. I'm Chief of Pulmonary and Critical Care Medicine at the University of Vermont and currently serving as President of the Association of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine Division Directors. Yeah, I'm Naftali Kaminsky, I'm Chief of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine at Yale School of Medicine, and I'm the incoming President of the Association of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine Division Directors. I'm Eileen Larson. I'm the Chief Program Officer of the American Thoracic Society, and I am staff to the Association of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine Division Directors Group. And I'm Odell Jimenez. I am the coordinator of the education programs, and I am also staff to the APCCSD. So let's uh, jump right in. So I'll direct my first question to Naftali. Naftali, what is the Association of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Division Directors? Um, we're an exciting organization, so it's good to have sound effects. Sound effects. So the Association right. of Pulmonary Critical Care uh, and Sleep Division Directors, APCCSD, is composed of U.S. Division Directors in, in all these disciplines. And the purpose of this group is to foster common knowledge and best practices regarding how you organize a division, how you manage it. Uh, APCSD also focuses on the uh, um, benchmarking, uh, um, developing common standards, uh, leadership training, uh, program, problem solving uh, skills. And basically the whole idea is to develop a collective resources for uh, division directors, people who want to be division directors and even people who just interact with their division directors. Well, what a fantastic idea, and I wish this had existed when uh, I was a program, a division director. Um, so I'll direct the next question to Anne. Anne, how did this organization come together? Sure, well, that's a good question. Well, the organization really began uh, sort of in a, in a small way. There was an annual forum um, at the ATS International Conference for Division Directors, which was a short, brief, uh, once a year um, session. Um, and it was uh, chaired by the immediate past president of the ATS, who selected the panel of speakers and topics. Um, and it got to be, uh, I think, very successful. In 2015, attendance at the annual forum actually um, there were more than 60 division directors there, and, and there was really a grand swell of opinion that, um, that, that there were a lot of things that uh, we wanted to discuss with one another, um, and uh, we wanted to formalize the group, uh, which we're able to do with administrative support from the ATS, have a, a ongoing group um, year-round. Um, and so the division director leadership team established the governance structure of the organization. Uh, we developed uh, bylaws um, and we had our inaugural meeting in conjunction uh, with ATS in uh, San Francisco, May 2016, um, and um, uh, held our first uh, elections in uh, January of um, 2016. Um, and we've got our next elections uh, coming up uh, pretty soon in 2018. Yeah, if, I, wonderful. Jump, if I may jump in, as Anne is actually our founding director, so if somebody is thinking about the history, you know, this should be mentioned. 
So um, why don't we take this opportunity for you, Anne, and you, Naftali, uh, to tell us a little bit about yourselves and why you jumped in uh, to be involved with the organization. Well, uh, um, I, I can start with that. Uh, um, I felt that I wanted to uh, be able to uh, network and uh, connect with my colleagues. Uh, running a pulmonary critical care sleep division is uh, pretty complicated. Um, and uh, add that, we, we have training programs, we, we have research, and I really wanted to be able to better connect with my peers. And I, and I think a, a lot of other people um, felt the same way. And so for me, that this organization is just a, tr a tremendous resource for that, uh, a support group, um, uh, mentoring resource, um, and a source of knowledge. And you, Naftali? Yeah, so, you know, when, when, when I heard that this was being organized, I was actually a relatively starting division chief. I was, um, I think, a year and a half or two years in the job. And I was really um, full with the, thoughts, ideas, things that I learned sort of the hard way and things I wish I would have known. And I really wanted to basically both share my knowledge and actually learn from others. So um, when I heard that there was an, I volunteered to be on the executive committee and sort of got involved. And I think what really excited me was this idea that we were thinking about developing, um, you know, a division director's toolbox and the whole idea of how, what I wish I knew when I applied for the job or when I took the job. And what happens, and I think this is also typical to the experience that many of us have in the APS, is you go in for one reason and you stay for another. And the, the other reason is actually, you just get to meet amazing people that you probably would not have met if you were, weren't active. So the members of the executive committee, I knew some of them, but very, some of them were very superficial. You know, uh, the work with Anne, uh, work with other mer members, you know, now through this uh, podcast, I got to know you, Susan. So I think there is a, 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 a really an element that beyond the common good, there's something that sort of almost uh, uh, feel the shared common goals and purpose. And um, I tell it to my junior faculty, get involved in the ATS. It will help you fight burnout. And I think it also helps the chiefs. Wonderful. So it's a relatively young organization, but I know you've already uh, been doing some things. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the projects and initiatives that the group's been working on since it was formed in 2016. Anne? Sure. Well, um, one of the first things we did was um, uh, develop a, a, a website with um, the, the support of ATS. Um, and that uh, website um, has um, uh, hopefully more and more information and can be used as a job board. And that's at https www.thoracic.org professional slash APCCSD. Um, and uh, the idea of that uh, was to uh, facilitate communication, but it's a little bit difficult to communicate in, in real time over a website. Um, so following some discussions last year at our uh, annual meeting, um, we've launched um, a closed uh, uh, division chief uh, base camp site um, to allow us uh, to directly communicate uh, with one another about um, issues um, that were important that we're dealing with um, if you want to throw a general question um, out to the group. Um, we've also got a, a, a social media site. Um, I'll let Naftali uh, mention that because I, I think Naftali is much more knowledgeable about that than I am. 
Yeah, so basically we have a, uh, we're very active on Twitter. We, you can follow us on Twitter at, uh, at PCCSM Chiefs. That's uh, our Twitter hand, handle. And, uh, um, you know, we do a lot of sort of uh, different things from um, just posting things related to ATS activities to knowledge that's within our interests. Um, we have some interesting followers like uh, the president of the Society of Critical Care Medicine and of course the president of the ATS and others. So in general, we find Twitter has gotten a, some bad reputation uh, because of uh, some leaders tweeting late in the night. But some of us also tweet late at night and we try to be more positive and more inclusive and the information is good. But it, it has become a really good forum for, for uh, research and pulmonary. Last week, there was an interesting discussion of reference managers. Um, a couple of days ago, there was something again about burnout. So a lot of relevant things. So yeah, definitely join us and follow us. So um, I was going to say, speaking of inclusiveness, um, I understand you did a gender equity uh, summit. And could you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, and I, I think that was um, sort of something that all of us felt uh, was was very important. There's been a lot um, uh, in the news about uh, pay uh, discrepancies uh, for uh, uh, men and women. Um, and uh, so we got together a, a gender equity summit. Um, uh, at ATS in 2017, um, and we got together um, some uh, division chiefs. Uh, we got together uh, sort of uh, people um, sort of higher up the food chain as well. We, we got some uh, chair, chairs of medicine um, in the room, um, and uh, we uh, uh, got uh, sort of one of the, the uh, leaders in the in the, in the field uh, looking at uh, gender equality and pay uh, to come and uh, talk to the group, and we also uh, surveyed um, the division chiefs to ask people what they knew about uh, gender equality, uh, wh whether, whether it was an issue for them. Um, it was a great um, summit, uh, and uh, we're putting together a, a, a paper on that right now that, that, that we hope will be uh, published very soon. Uh, I think this is sort of an important issue, and, and we're trying to get the message out. So um, we did that uh, gender equity summit. Uh, we also, um, every year, uh, we now do a, a, a leadership forum um, in association with uh, ATS. And uh, so in uh, 2016, um, we uh, started doing that on the, on the Saturday before the, uh, the main meeting begins on the, on the Sunday. Uh, and so we uh, took half a day on the Saturday, uh, and we had a, a keynote speaker, uh, and we actually had um, Olivia uh, from uh, UCSF come and talk to us about uh, development and fundraising, which I think was a topic of interest to us all. Um, and then we uh, discussed um, uh, uh, some uh, leadership issues and we discussed some uh, HR issues that I think we all deal with, such as uh, uh, conflict management, um, giving feedback, uh, to, to use it as, as a training forum. Um, and then in uh, 2017, um, we also had another keynote speaker. At that time, we had uh, Steve Shapiro from the University of Pittsburgh come and talk to us about um, the role of academic medical centers uh, in uh, transforming uh, healthcare, uh, which I think was, was very well received. Uh, and at that meeting, we were actually joined by the uh, pediatric division directors group, which, which was terrific. 
Uh, we also had a fascinating discussion on different uh, compensation models, which are used uh, at uh, some of the uh, different centers. And I, I think that was very eye-opening for all of us. I know many of us were, 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 were taking notes as, as we were hearing uh, our colleagues discuss some of the strategies uh, and uh, ch challenges um, that, that they've dealt with. Uh, so uh, these have been um, absolutely, uh, you know, terrific interactive forums. No, it sounds fantastic. I can remember when I was a chief picking up the phone to call a few people around the country to find out how they were doing things. But this idea of being able to access a group of all of the division chiefs around the country to get their input is uh, really a fantastic one. And I understand well, you are putting together a division director toolkit. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? So, so I, I just. Um, I, I want to jump and add one thing just about the experience of the last uh, uh, last year's leadership forum. The the for me the experience of actually the, of discussing the compensation models were, was actually eye opening because I think we were three or four people that presented. We were extremely transparent. Each one of us, different institutions, academic, academic, and the models were different. And I suddenly realized, you know, what an amazing resource this is because, oh, you know, when you go and negotiate with your chair or when you look at the job, or actually even as faculty, when you try to understand how you're being paid, usually in your institution, you're told that that's the way it is, right? But actually, there's multiple ways of compensating and paying and being more generous or less generous. So I thought it was a fascinating, uh, um, uh, and again demonstrated how you know how useful this interaction is. Yeah, it was very um, educational for us all. Well, they say Absolutely. knowledge is power, and I think there's been an asymmetry of knowledge uh, that this sure. sharing among division chiefs may may help to rectify. And in some ways, this feeds into the division director tools and toolkit, and uh, and again, I can say more about things, but the idea is that we would develop a series of resources uh, to address multiple resources. Would, would you like to tell something about the leadership, the first one? Sure, yeah. So um, actually, Bryant Nguyen re really has uh, taken um, uh, the initiative on, on, on this one um, and has uh, put together uh, a, a manuscript um, talking about uh, sort of the essential things you need to know about uh, being a leader, um, which is, includes topics as uh, things uh, that you need to work on the first 90 days, um, uh, how to uh, lead change, um, thoughts about you know, managing um, division uh, finances um, and uh, you know, different strategies of leading the team at, at, at really different stages of, of, of uh, being a division chief from, from sort of the very beginning to, to when you're more established. Um, and I think um, that's going to be just um, a, a, a terrific resource. Um, I know as, as, as I was looking at, you know, the first draft, I, I was, there was a lot that I wish I had known in my first 90 days. Um, and, and, that, and that's the whole purpose of, of, of getting this group together and, and producing these materials is um, no one is really trained um, to be a division chief. Um, and I think there is a lot of uh, shared wisdom and, 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 and shared knowledge. Um, and by interacting with uh, one another, I, I, I think we can, um, you know, help one another and, uh, you know, make ourselves much, much stronger, more, uh, uh, more successful um, in terms of leading our division. 
Great. So my next question uh, for the two of you is, what do you hope to achieve in 2018 as an association? So, so I think this is the, this is for us, uh, in some ways, the year of maturation, right? So we, we had our, um, um, our couple of the two years that we started being active um, as an organization. Um, we tested sort of our approach to, um, um, to collaboration and to defining what is uh, interesting to our community. And I think both the uh, Gender Equality uh, Summit and uh, um, the Leadership Forum. And I think last year's, uh, I don't know if, if Eileen, you're on the call or if you have the numbers, I think last year's was record attendance of the, of the by division chiefs of yes. the Leadership Forum. So uh, do, you, do you remember how many or? There were just under 70 division chiefs in the room in 2017. Yeah, so right, that, that's, I think it, it's a, you know, it's a unique uh, encounter and opportunity. So I think now it's up to us to continue mature, sort of fulfill the promise, uh, you know, publish thing. I think we are now sort of uh, stable enough to develop an, 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 uh, uh, other projects and more, um, meaningful communication with our audience and you know that this podcast is one of the things that we want to develop yeah i i, I totally agree I, I think that's what we need to do is you know in in, in how, how how we communicate um and i think i'm hoping that the, the podcasts are going to be very successful as, as as far as that's concerned um and i think you know now, now we've got the base camp up and running that People might actually be able to discuss issues um, in, in in real time. So, so for me, you know, what do we hope to achieve? Well, I, I think it's about you know all, all about sort of you know communication um, and, and and discussing issues in in, in real time. Because to me, that's that's going to be the real strength and value of this organization. And, Great. And and one more thing to add on this, which maybe sort of is. The one thing that we really would like to see, and we're already starting to see because people are emailing us, how can we get involved is, is really sort of, we have an executive committee, we have sort of the group that formed this uh, um, uh, association, but we would like to start seeing the next generation of leaders, you know, both senior division chiefs who may have, maybe their lives are easier, they have more time to get involved or young, division chiefs who have, uh, you know, the passion or everybody. So I think one of the things that is basically extending the, the active group that actually plans programming, identifies issues and, you know, and generates uh, materials. So I'm hoping there's some people listening to this who decide that they want to get more involved with the organization. So how would they go about doing that? Uh, get in touch with us. Uh, and probably the, the, the best way is uh, to uh, reach out to um, Eileen Larson um, and uh, Ogalas Jimenez um, at ATS. Um, and th their contact information is, is, is on the website. Yeah, please, please get, get in touch. Um, that, that's just going to be so important. You, you can also stalk us on Twitter if you like. So this is our inaugural podcast for the organization, and we hope it to be the first uh, of many. So what specific goals do you have for the podcast series? So, um, you know, to be honest, we're not really sure, right? We're trying, we're learning, and we're trying as we go. We, 
we feel that there is a need to address topics and communicate. And, you know, when many of us, I admit that I listen to podcasts mostly about sports, but, uh, um, but I would have loved, <laughs> yeah, but I would have loved to have a podcast about what you do as a leader when I was starting to look for my next job. So in some ways, uh, we would like to, to make the podcast um, a permanent uh, presence of knowledge, information, and communication uh, in, uh, in the life of division chiefs and, you know, in the pulmonary critical care and sleep communities in general. We do also want to use the podcast a little bit, though. I would like to use the podcast a little bit to um, sometimes um, outline positions and address difficult questions. I think that uh, um, as uh, leaders in sort of the really the trenches of, you know, one of the most difficult uh, uh, disciplines in modern day medicine, you know, the complexity and uh, diversity of the medical problems we deal with from, you know, sleep, pulmonary, and definitely critical care and, uh, and others is, you know, we, we actually see a lot of uh, complicated ethical, financial, and medical questions. You know, leaders have positions, have opinions, and they help. So I would like to see this developing as something that addresses um, topics, both as information, how to become, how to learn to be a leader, or what did I need to know, or other things, but also as something that leaders actually present their position and in some ways establish themselves as role models to others. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I think we've got a twofold um, purpose here with, with these podcasts. And as Natalie says, you know, one of the purposes is to, you know, share information about um, being a leader um, in, uh, in, a, in a division in, in pulmonary and critical care. So a, a resource for um, uh, issues related to, to leadership. Uh, but the other is really to discuss issues that that that, that are topical um, that we're uh, grappling with, um, and um, I hope we're not going to be afraid to deal with you know some controversial issues and, and get people who have uh, different opinions. Um, so uh, I, I hope this is going to be you know both a longstanding um, resource in, in, in terms of information that will be available, but um, I also hope that we're going to be able to have some uh, discussions in, in, in real time about um, important issues. Wonderful. Um, I had a question as to whether or not you see this group doing anything that focuses on related but different groups, say people who see their career path leading to a role as a division chief but aren't there yet, or perhaps our division's uh, research directors or prospective trainees in pulmonary critical care medicine, or, are any of those folks for whom you sure. uh, anticipate developing any content? Well, I, I think that the leadership materials that, that we're hoping to produce um, could very much be a, a roadmap for people who see themselves becoming a leader in a variety of, of, of different roles, whether it's a leader as, you know, as an educator, as a, as a division chief, um, whether you're planning to lead up a, 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 a big research group. Really, really, there are sort of common best practices um, for being a leader. So, so I hope that's going to be um, a a, a great resource for uh, for people, um, and in in terms of specifically reaching out um, with with other groups, 
um, we're trying to uh, communicate uh, regularly with the, uh, the program directors, so, so, so the fellowship uh, program directors, uh, so that we can make sure that the division directors and the, the program directors uh, group uh, both know what, uh, what one another is doing. Uh, it's been pretty straightforward, but uh, I think we're both very important uh, to one another. Um, and, and, th and then reaching out also to the, to the, the pediatric uh, uh, division directors group. Um, those would be the groups that I would see us uh, reaching out to um, uh, immediately. Anything to add to that, Naftali? Well, I, I, you know, the one thing that uh, I've been always interested in is uh, in the last probably whatever two decades that I've been involved in pulmonary medicine, I think we've seen a sort of a change in uh, the type of applicants we get. I think in general, we have more applicants. They're probably better. Many of them are, you know, um, arrive from, you know, for critical care medicine. And, and I would be interested to see if we could, in some ways, develop some approach basically to, you know, rec recruit and attract uh, more and more good residents. So potentially some interaction with, again, with residency program uh, directors and fellowship directors to basically have a stronger role for um, division chiefs and potentially their designees in, in attracting people to pulmonary medicine and critical care earlier. You know, it's, it's a very common that, I'll, you know, we interview the MD-PhDs for short tracking and when I discuss with them, in most cases, they only choose pulmonary, you know, after they got tired of neuroscience or they didn't like him on or something like this. And I think if we made a better job of making ourselves presence early in careers, we would attract better talent. Not because the talent, the talent we have is not good, it's great, but we can have many more. Now, some of the issues that, uh our division directors face are unique to our specialties of pulmonary critical care and sleep medicine, uh, but others are common issues facing many subspecialties. So how do you see this group interfacing with other umbrella organizations for division chiefs, like the ASP, Association of Sub Subspecialty Professors, or, or the APM, the Association of Professors of Medicine, both of which are organizations for division chiefs across many specialties? So the there's several things there. One is I, I, I think that in sort of in our first few years, we need to really be focused and work with our home organizations and identify uh, uh, our, our rules. So one of the things that I think we, because we grow in the system, we fail to appreciate is that, uh, you know, pulmonary divisions are actually very, very complex. Again, you have critical care, you have, pulmonary, multiple disciplinary disciplines now in pulmonary. You have sleep, some, some division will have allergy. Um, you know, the range of ages, complexities, acuities, uh, you know, uh, economic and racial and gender diversity of our, our diseases are, are actually staggering. And if you look like uh, once you start sitting on university committees, you suddenly realize that your division is bigger than many departments in the School of Medicine. <laughs> So, so yeah. I think that in some ways we, I would face inward in the next two or three years in identifying and focusing on ours. In the long run, I think that there's definitely some certain um, 
issues like gender equality um, uh, or, or, you know, the more um, severe um, aspects of uh, harassment and uh, hostile work environment that need to be addressed beyond disciplines. Uh, the same thing, the, um, you know, the real topic of physician burnout that, uh, you know, that goes across, it is more common to certain disciplines and we as sort of on the critical care side definitely have our big share. But this is where we could reach uh, other societies and identify factors and potentially um, have joint task forces and, and forms and the other uh, which which is noticed as is the crisis in physician scientists uh, you know the numbers of physician scientists is going down support for them is going down um, again uh, our aim is to still keep this uh, engendered endangered species and and you know even we if you look about the future of medical education and clinical education with the way medicine is going now that you know every hour of your day needs to have a, a line item in your budget in many places um, it's becoming very hard to actually you know deal with the triple the, the third thing on our mission right so we have three aspects of our mission, clinical research and medical education, very hard to do the medical education. Although actually what now we have science and understanding how we should do it. So these are the kinds of things that I think that partnering with other associations and working uh, um, uh, beyond our disciplines uh, would go. But again, I would probably argue for at least initially uh, during our first few years is maximizing our impact within our societies. To give an example, actually, you know, the gender uh, uh, equity forum, again, was a way to actually expand awareness and, and knowledge within our society, within Amer the American Thoracic Society. And, you know, there will be a follow-up publication and other things. So, so I think for some things, medical education, the physician scientists, uh, burnout, I think we, we would probably work first with fitting groups within the American Thoracic Society and potentially uh, CHEST and European Respiratory Society and, uh, and other groups to sort of come up with thoughts and solutions and practices and potentially only afterwards to branch out. Um, that's sort of my view. At, um, what do you think, Anne? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think um, we're in a sort of formative uh, stage of, uh, of our development as, as, as a group, and there's some very unique challenges that I, I think our, our subspecialty um, has that, that we really want to um, focus on and uh, be a resource to, to, to other division directors. Um, but I, I do think some of the materials that, that, that we develop um, will be useful to, to um, other subspecialties as well. So, so I, I, I do see in, in, in the future um, trying to reach out um, to uh, other division directors uh, groups um, through, through these other national organizations as well. Great. Um, so this first podcast has really been to introduce the audience to the group. Uh, but we hope it's the first of, of many. So can the two of you share some of the upcoming topics you wish to discuss in future podcasts? We'll start with Anne. Sure. Well, um, uh, talk about is we're going to, uh, we want to uh, preview um, ATS 
uh, in uh, 2018, um, uh, what to expect. Um, I think most people know that uh, ATS uh, is now in the, uh, it's 140th year actually uh, of this conference. So it's the longest running large scale conference in the world. Um, and there's uh, groundbreaking research in pulmonary critical care and uh, sleep medicine. Um, we're going to encourage division directors to save the date on Saturday, May 19th. Um, we're going to have a division directors uh, leadership forum. Um, and we've got a keynote speaker lined up for that, who's uh, Dr. Uh, Douglas uh, Zidonis, who's Associate Vice Chancellor for Health Sciences at the University of California in San Diego and is an expert in physician burnout. So I think that's going to be um, a great topic uh, to discuss. And then we'll have um, uh, panel discussions on um, other topics, uh, particularly uh, related to career pathways. Uh, uh, ATS uh, conference is going to be, you know, a great opportunity to uh, network with um, all the other attendees, as, as well as the uh, the, the uh, 200 exhibitors um, that, that, that that should be there. Wonderful. Well, yeah. thank thanks to everyone involved in putting this uh, first podcast together, the ATS uh, leadership for their support, the ATS staff uh, for their hard work, and of course to Anne and Naftali for their very uh, thoughtful uh, input today. I think at this point we turn to our listeners and say uh, thanks for listening, but please let us know what you'd like to talk about in the future. And if you're interested in a topic or in joining the conversation, um, don't forget to use hashtag APCCSPDpodcast on Twitter or follow us at Chiefs to send us your questions or comments. I'll give Anne and Naftali each an opportunity for a closing comment. Well, th thank you, Susan, for um, uh, leading uh, this, this, this discussion. I'm very excited. I think this is going to be a great opportunity to, uh, for us to, us to communicate um, as a subspecialty. Um, uh, of division chiefs across the country. So please uh, give us feedback, uh, get in touch um, by the, um, the ATS website. Uh, you can get the contact information there for Eileen Odalis um, and for our group. We'd love to hear topics that would be of interest. Um, if you want to get involved in the podcast, please do get in touch with us. So um, yeah, thank you all for, for listening. Thank you, thank you, Susan, for uh, basically for leading this, you know, it, it was actually a lot of, I, I found it a lot of fun. 